ladies to another episode of For Such a Time as This, where we're seeking to help women display the beauty of the gospel. I'm Janelle Pierce, and I'm here with Emma Taylor. How are you, Em? I'm good, thanks, Janelle. I think I always just you say, do. how are you? That's why I didn't reverse the question. I was like, this is getting boring. I'm just not going to ask you how you are. <laughs> Fine, I'm going to think of a better question next week. You just watch out. Yeah. Um, I've got to... Oh, no, you carry on, actually. You can ask me no, anything. No, I think the question will come later. Okay, great. Um, I think... Well, ladies, we have a surprise for you. We actually have Dave Taylor back. How are you, Dave? I'm back. That's right. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I don't know whether it was my tunes or my jokes. No, it was somehow. You, you catch from Ladies, oh. do you remember what the catchphrase was? <laughs> See, this was my question that I was like, oh, hang on, we haven't introduced Dave yet, I need to hold it. Is yeah. how many times did Dave say broad brush? Quite a lot. In Quite our a lot. Last I've episode? got a few more tonight, I reckon. I reckon, um, ladies, if you can tell us, I'll give you a lollipop. So, uh, going back to my teaching days. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm curious, how many times did you cook this week? Oh. Well, in a broad brush sense. <laughs> <laughs> None. Absolutely well, none. He, Still terrible. If you count order and takeaway, he probably does it once or twice. Do you know what? If that means you don't have yeah. to cook, yeah. I take exactly. it. Exactly. I'm just Definitely. laying my life down. Uh-huh. My wife. I think yeah. that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you, Janelle. Sometimes I text Ollie throughout the day and I'm like, please, can we do takeaway tonight? And he's like, of course. I'm like, yes. Oh, <laughs> what a lovely husband. Lovely. lovely man. It helps it some does. days. Well, um, ladies, we actually felt like we had left ourselves with a lot of questions after the last time we, we met. Caused a lot so of we problems. figured maybe other people had questions. Yeah, too. yeah. So um, tonight is basically we're going to be doing a Q and A around the topic of complementarianism. And if you're sitting there with questions after our last episode, hopefully then some of the topics and questions that we answer tonight will help you uh, as you think about this topic. So, yeah. Dave, thanks for joining us once again. You are welcome. Um, we appreciate it. So I'd actually really like to start with the church. Um, Okay, yep. We at Sovereign Grace believe that only men can be pastors and preachers. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Look, it's a great question and an important question because it's, uh, (laughs) you don't have to be around our church long to realize, hey, it's only Mm. (laughs) men on this list. Why is that? And again, like I said in uh, in the last time we met up, that wasn't what I'd grown up in. That wasn't the model I'd seen. And so I really balked up against that to start off with. I didn't like that. Um, I emotionally reacted to that, to be quite frank. It just didn't seem seem right. And I remember thinking, even when I was young, that doesn't even seem Jesus. Mm. That just doesn't sound right. That's not the way Jesus it was. It sounds discriminatory. It sounds very discriminatory. And you just think, that's not the way Jesus was. I, I saw him in the New Testament the way he was with women. And that's true. I mean, Jesus was one of the most controversial figures mm-hmm. I think society has ever seen. And I love it about him. <clears throat> you know, I think at the time in that period of, uh, of scripture, um, women's testimonies wasn't even valid. And yet, lo and behold, there he is, resurrected, appears to three women. Mm. You know, they're all called Mary. Mary must be going there. But the, it's just like, you <laughs> think, <clears throat> you're like, that like is. Dave's off today. <laughs> but already, you're like, that is an off the charts moment you know the woman at the well a rabbi talked to a woman that's so frowned upon particularly when it's effectively a woman on the night it's just he did so many things Mm. all the time that were um, just kind of cultural even into discipleship groups clear that there was a lot of ladies in that wider group Mm. um i think a lot of the time they were they were some of the well-off people funding Mm. his trips when you look into their lives so it's so moving and beautiful but what was compelling was then you get to the point that as soon as it came to planting the churches, 12 men. Mm. 
And you think, why do that? Yeah. Why do that? You've been controversial all the time. Let's go six and six. Let's do something. Yeah. In fact, let's, over, let's overplay this have nine women. And it's like, no, that's not the way I do it. So you get all the way through the New Testament, even calling Paul, Barnabas, you know, just all of them. It's like, hey, you're just always picking me. Mm. Why is that? I found that quite compelling, just as a, as a not an anecdotal, but a clear pathway through Scripture. And then you get to the Apostle Paul, who I just think then makes it explicit. Mm. So 1 Timothy 2, verse 12, where he says, I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. And you watch then his qualifications for elders, and you're like, well, he's got to be married to only one woman. Mm. Right, well, that's going to be tricky if you if you want. So he makes what Jesus is implicit all the time, totally explicit, that this was the divine order. Mm. This is the way it was always meant to be. And so for us, we're just in sovereign grace, even though it's actually often unpopular culturally, we feel totally confined to letting Jesus run the church. And so I think he's clear. And so that's where we go. So I'm going to ask the question. Can I say it's just cultural? Is it just cultural? Yeah, good question. And I think think that's where some churches would go. Mm-hmm. They're going to stay there. They're just going to say, you know what? I just think this was cultural. I think Jesus's example. There would have been cultural pressure of the day for a bunch of women to start leading churches. It's not going to fly. You go then to, to to Paul's teaching to Timothy, and you think, yeah, but again, still same era. It's not going to work. So this is just kind of the way they 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 rolled. The I don't kid, think Jesus ever just went with the culture. <laughs> no, I don't think I don't think he did. No, I don't think he did. But you could push it and you say, well, maybe he was, I don't know, he never did it. But you know what I mean, if we want to go that way. The, the compelling thing is the next two verses in 1 Timothy 2, verse 13 and 14. So having said, I do not permit a woman to teach and exercise authority over men, rather she's to remain quiet. And then we say, oh, it's just cultural. He then argues, for Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. So you're like, oh, goodness, he's not arguing Mm. for male leadership because of culture. Mm. He's arguing for male leadership because of divine order Mm. and the way it was in Genesis 1 and 2 and 3. Mm. And that's a huge thing. Now, he's not saying there, one thing we have to be clear on, is he's not saying that, oh, women can't lead because they're more likely to be deceived. He's literally taking you back to the garden and saying, no, no, remember the garden? Adam was called to lead. She was meant to help. And when she's taken the bite of the, the forbidden fruit, it's clear he is right there. Mm, he yes. should have been saying, yeah. saying love, no. Yeah. This is what God told us not to do. He's standing there. He's yeah. abdicating as well. So what, so what he's saying is not, oh, women can't lead because they get more deceived than men. He's basically saying, let's not start this because we've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> remember back in the beginning? When this played out, men should have led, and they didn't. And the women start leading. He's like, let's not get here again. So I just think that's a really compelling verse. And to understand, he's arguing there from created order, not culture. That, that was a real, for me personally, a real clincher mm-hmm. of understanding. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's actually got an argument. He's got a therefore. You know, he's got a point. It was a hard one to argue against, I think. It's actually, yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. it's actually really, you have to just still say, oh, it's still cultural. Really? Mm. Wow. So then you've got to work out, well, how does the authority of Scripture work for you then? And how does Genesis 1, 2, and 3 actually work? Yeah. And there's some pretty bad hermeneutics in there that are really... It, when you study the Bible on this issue, although it's countercultural, 
it's far, far, far harder to come up with any other way than this. Um, there's that wonderful story from Claire Smith, I think it's in her, but where she talks about that she was discipling a, a young Asian girl. Well, somebody was. And yeah, somebody I was. was. Her, I think it was yeah. her. She was discipling a young Asian girl, and, and she got to these texts, and it was like, oh, this is going to be awkward. And she said, oh, what do you think that means? And she said, oh, cl- clearly men should be leading the church and women shouldn't. I didn't have a problem with it at all. But our culture is so like, wow. Yeah. Well, I think that's a point where I think she makes is that we need to let the Bible interpret our culture yeah. yes. and not the culture yeah. interpret the Bible. But yeah. so often I think we put on our cultural lenses to read the Bible. I think that's where we go yeah, wrong. Yeah, we get, we get, yeah, we do. And so if once we've looked at this, mm. if, if me, women can't be pastors and preachers, and yeah. if we say, okay, yeah, I believe that, mm-hmm. well... What can women do in the context of the church? How yeah. how do women use their gifts? Yeah. Look, I think we want to be biblical and wide. And I think the church gets built as, you know, it's Ephesians. The church gets built as each part brings their gifts, gets connected in and works properly. So I think, yeah, I think the, the, the pastors in the church should be men. I think after that, we just want to be across the board using the best men and the best women and mm. all the different roles to help the building in this local church. And I think we don't want to be um, apologetic or restrictive of that in any shape or form. Mm. We far more want to be freeing to it. As in, mm. you know, what are you gifted in? Let's yeah. get on with that. Emma, what are you gifted in? Let's get on with that. Um, and really fanning into flame. Both men and women alike, to be quite frank. Um, sometimes you can sometimes find ladies more willing to actually get on and try and move forward than sometimes men. So, I mean, it's actually both. I, I don't think of it as particularly gender-based. You just want to encourage the church as Christians. To play their part. Follow yeah. Jesus. Yeah, follow yeah. Jesus. What are you gifted in? Let's get you deployed. Let's start working you. And which is what we've done with, with you, Jenna. Mm-hmm. It's, um, yes, and I was not married when you asked you me to. You were uh... single back in the day <laughs> a long time ago. You were. And um, Brenda was actually as well. Both of you two, when you were sort of released into ministry, both of you were, were single. Um, and and I think that's I think that's a beautiful picture because I think when we come to the roles of men and women and we think of um, you know being a helper, we can think of it as being restrictive. Well, yeah. I can't do this, and I can't yeah. do this, right. and I can't do this. Right. And I think you're exactly right in what you're saying. If we can flip that the way of thinking to. But no, you're free to do all yeah. of this. Yeah, let's go. Yeah. Like, what do you want to do? You are free to Looking do so much. Looking at the couple of things you can't do yeah. and forgetting about the whole heap of things you can't do. Yeah. 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 You're kind point. of missing the point. Yeah. Which, which to be honest, it can sound, it can say, it's, it's a funny one because it can sound like, oh, that's a gender problem. Mm, I know men that get upset that they can't be pastors as well because they feel they're gifted to do it. Mm. But they actually lack character to do it or lack ability to do it. And they often end up leaving. <laughs> you know, they're just in, in a situation where they can't cope with it. And you're like, it's the same issue, actually. So we, we always, for all of us, men and women alike, want to bring our gifts to bear, but bring them to bear with humility mm. and say, I'd love to use these, but I, you know, we're sitting under your leadership here. And let's, let's, how can I do this for the glory of the Lord? And everyone wins. Everyone wins. And so a big part of my job, actually, as the lead pastor, is making sure we are equipping people and then releasing people to let's run for the hill. You know, let's go for it. Let's yeah. charge this hill together and, and do some and stuff. There are so many people who are lost. <laughs> there are oh, absolutely. You know, there are so many, yeah, 
ways in which people can serve within our church, Absolutely. men or women, yep. um, yep. to the glory of God. Yep. I find myself nodding and I'm like, there's no point nodding. Nodding supportively. I'm sure the uh, ladies are loving you nodding a lot. Um, I want to talk about work. So mm. how does this apply to yeah. a work context? Um, yeah. Can I be a female leader? Can I be the boss <laughs> in a well, work you context? Were much were a female leader in a workplace. Yes, you were. I was. Mm-hmm. Um, can yeah? How does it actually apply to yeah. work? Yeah, good one. I think this is where, you know, on the same courage of our convictions of following God's word, to say that I think pastors are male, we've got to look at the same Bible on this issue. So what does it say about work? Uh, work and gender a lot <laughs> therefore god is saying hey that's up to you how did this play out so i'd have no problem with being in a workplace and my boss being a woman i'd be like that's great yeah having a prime minister is wonderful you know i just uh, the, the bible is not classing that as a complementary issue complementarianism is really is really work in terms of leadership and submission is talking about the family home and the church family home, mm. the workplace of how we earn money, the Bible isn't talking about genders in that different place. <clears throat> and so if the Bible's not, we don't. We're not going to be putting rules on something the Bible doesn't. That would be crazy. And I think that's helpful because I think sometimes we can try to view work through the lens that it's not supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, as if it's church and family. Like, oh, yeah. it's, it's not. Yeah. And it just becomes... It box. Yeah, yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. And it becomes confusing. So yeah. I think that's... Yeah, very much so. That's yeah. helpful. Ladies, you want to be a boss in the workplace, go for it. Go for it. Be godly, but go for it. <laughs> and I think that's it. I think yeah. the Bible has a lot to say about our character. Mm-hmm. And so if you are a female boss, we're still called to, to serve people. Yeah. We're, we're right. still called to watch the way we treat people um so i think we can yep. still reflect uh we can still bring much glory to god in the way we work um when we seek to live like jesus in that context yeah definitely even for um funny on the leadership boot camp that we do the way we have men and women that i train towards leadership um if you're going to get leadership a leadership position you still want to be a servant leader mm. man or woman so if a lady or a man was going after a leadership position because it's sort of like, oh, this will show them, or this is the pinnacle of my life, <laughs> that's that's Jesus issues, not complementarian issues. Mm. That's like, hey, what do you even... It sounds like leadership's even become an idol mm. to you. That's a problem, but it has nothing to do with your gender being a problem. It's just like, why, why is this so important to you? And, but no, yeah, we, we, mustn't, we mustn't go beyond the Bible. If, it, if Jesus is allowing it... <laughs> <laughs> if he's staying quiet on it, I'm staying real quiet. <clears throat> we heard in the last episode that complementarianism is a beautiful thing, that yes. we shouldn't be apologetic about it or whispering it, you know, yep. because we're it's not embarrassed. It's the family secret that we don't like to talk about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, if it is a beautiful thing, what mistakes can be made? And mm-hmm. that makes it then unattractive mm. or it makes it... Not beautiful. Good question, Mary. Oh, that's a really good question. That's a curveball. That's a curveball. <laughs> Emma, you have any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a question. Oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> anyway, I look at the time. <laughs> um, I look, I would, there's a few things. I think one thing would be um, mistakes that I've seen people make over the years. And I'd be interested. And they're probably we've made. <laughs> probably, yeah. I, I misunderstood or mm. 
Um, I think one would be when people are modeling something under the banner of this is what it means to be complementarian, but it doesn't have scriptural support to support it. Mm. And then you're, you're making it kind of an edict that this is what people should do. That's a problem. That's a big problem. So an example would be, um, I think back in the day, particularly in different churches that we've seen in the past, it would be almost, if you really love Jesus in the complementarian way, you'll homeschool. Mm. And other people, if you really love Jesus in the complementarian way, you'll send them to Christian school. And other people, if you really love Jesus in the complementarian you'll send them to school. But actually all having quite strong convictions on those things. As if like, if you're not going to homeschool... I don't know if you'd be a leader in this church. Yeah, like, well, okay, so that's a huge, that's a huge statement right there. So it's it's pinging. So so you think of that type of illustration where it's like, no, we're called to train our kids in the way they should go. How you do that? There's many different ways mm. of doing that. Mm. That's up to you. And I think we've seen people under complementarianism. I think a classic would be like, yeah, so that's a lot of what we were laughing about before we came came online. Just that sense of, you know, so therefore the men will never cook. They'll always do the driving. They'll look after the accounts, even if they're not very good at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the ladies, well, they'll obviously be doing the washing up. And if the kid gets cries in the night, then obviously it'll be her. And, and let's just be clear, I am, I am a better driver than you. Uh, <laughs> do we want to go there? No, uh, we, have not, we, we have not got time. How many points he's lost? No, historically, I was getting used to a different country. You know, all these changes. <laughs> and she wasn't? Of, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, good answer, Janelle. Anyway, moving on. Moving on. So I think, I think, again, we hear a stereotype of, oh, so they're talking about complementarianism, equal in value, worth, and dignity, but different in role. I get the role. It means I've got to do this. Whoa. Hang on. That bit there, that transition to, it means I've got to do this. I think we have to understand in complementarianism, we have, the general mantra should be, hey, as you apply that, it could look like this, or this, or this, or this. Not it looks like this. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think there's there's many ways it can look. Um, and Which I think is what we alluded to in the previous podcast. We want to be upholding the principles of scripture, yep. not the practice that that might look like. Yeah, um, absolutely. Because that's right. You know how Ollie and I work this out in our marriage looks different to the way you two work yeah, it out. Absolutely. Um, Which is good in your marriage. Yeah. 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 Ollie actually loves cooking. He made oh, an apple oh, pie. Oh, yeah, apple pie. I love apple pie. Oh, I'll yeah. He just felt like one this afternoon. It's not going to work. He just felt like work. one. Yeah. I opened the coals and got a frozen one out of the air. That's my girl. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, it's really important that we don't go, again, beyond scripture. Mm. So even in leadership, you know, guys being like, okay, so I'm called to lead. Yeah. Okay, tell me, tell me what you think that means. Okay, well, I'm called a lead, so I need to make the decisions. Mm. Okay, let's unpack that. What do you what do you mean by that? Your leadership that you're called to do is to serve and to lay your life down for your wife. That leadership will involve some decision making, but it's the decision making of a servant. And where do the best decisions come from? All the proverbs talk about the need for counsel. Mm. Who, who, who's your main counselor? Your helper. <laughs> Start talking. You know, yeah, this, we need to make a decision on this. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Or also, hey, as I seek to lead this, I'm sure there's loads of things I'm not even seeing. What am I not seeing? Mm-hmm. Help me. Talk talk to me. What do you think we should do? Okay, what you're saying there sounds like a really good answer. Let's mm-hmm. do that. You know, there's, there's, very, there's very, very, very rare 
because I do think it is one of the mistakes people make. Headship means I make the decision. Yeah. Or I'm in charge. Or the book starts with me. Yeah, I'm the manager, I'm the boss, I'm the king of the castle. I mean, that's what... that, I mean, if you could see her face now, it's not like that. <laughs> no, she did not. She did not. It's like, that I'm did in charge. Not. Like, it's like, I don't think that's the heart. Like, no, it's definitely, it's not. obviously, men carry the authority in our, um, our leaders of the family, but I think as soon as you've said, I'm in charge, it kind of. You're yeah, missing, you're missing, I think it's a, bit, missing the, a bit, yeah. a bit there. You're in charge of service, yeah. <laughs> if you want to go that route. Yeah. But that's not what people are saying when they yeah. mean that. So I think, yeah, so do you have. Um, a responsibility to lead? Yes, you do. Yeah. What's the manner in which you do that? Mm-hmm. Service, love, yeah. cherishing, yeah. nourishing. Yeah. Crying and ideally, out to God for grace. Leading the your whole tone is different. Completely. Means bringing her to a place of agreement. You don't really want her just having to, okay, if you think that's the best way, then I'll do it. No, you actually want to be able to help there. her, bring her along to understand your way of thinking and going forward together ideally you know that's yeah that's kind of more how i think of it and i think i've um made mistakes before in um thinking that being a helper means that i i shouldn't be the one taking initiative whereas i think mm-hmm. as yeah. we've just talked about being a helper can be taking initiative so absolutely not just yeah. coming to you with all the problems or questions i have but as you come in here hey here's a Maybe something we're walking through with the kids. This is a challenge at the minute, but here's a few different things I think that we could do. What do you think? Right. Rather than just, oh, here's the problem. What, what do I do? That's right. And there's a big difference between um, delegation and abdication. Abdication is, well, I don't know. What can I do? I just, I'm just staying out of it and letting mm. your wife do everything. Delegation is, hey, you just seem better at this than me. So could you spend some time in this and then let me know what you think? So we can make a decision yeah. together of the best way to go for that. That's as wise leadership. <laughs> You're like, All right, well so done. You've sent me to say, hey, why don't you go and ask this person? Or yeah, maybe, speak, or like, speak, you know, to, yeah. You speak to one of the ladies about that. And say, I'm not quite sure. And let me know what they think. Yeah. Let's talk. And so yeah, I think um, I think there's different mistakes they can people can make, but I think the big one is feeling that oh, complementarianism means this specifically. Uh, maybe, mm. maybe, maybe, maybe not. You know, you might want to think that through a little bit more and get a bit wider than that. And I think it's very, very dangerous when people are defining it as, therefore, it means this. So <laughs> I think it's a problem. In terms of practices. Practices, yeah. yes. Yeah, and I think, you know, as a as a as a, a woman who's seeking, whether single or married, you know, I've come to these descript- decisions or this is how I'm behaving. Well, what does scripture have to say about it? And yeah. does my behavior, do my decisions line up with scripture? That's right. And I yeah, think particularly right. for in the, the marriage context, as a man and a woman, this is how we do it. All right, well, is it biblically aligned? Is the Bible silent on it? You know, just making sure yes. the decisions that we're making and the way we're living out this is dis- defined by scripture as opposed to just culture. Well, that's exactly right. And so some of it is just the Bible, isn't it? Because you're like, um, say, to, say, for example, the illustration I used about the, the importance of receiving counsel. Mm. For a married couple, you are going to run to your spouse as one of those counsellors. Mm. But that doesn't mean a single has no counsellors. No. I, I think you'd be well placed to find who are some godly men and women around me that when I'm running through bigger decisions or things I'm feeling, mm. I'm just going to get the counsel. Congratulations. I think big winner. You know, so, but you don't start. Just when you I remember it. as a single woman, you two I were, do remember, you know. Yeah. Many sleepovers. Yeah, that's right. Christmas sleepovers. I did tell Ollie when you get married that he still had to be open to sleepovers, but he wasn't. Yeah. No, I don't know what happened there. 
Um, that's yeah, like you know, yeah, find people um, who you can speak to. Um, yes. That yeah, because much wisdom comes from <laughs> counselors yeah. and yep. the body mm-hmm. of Christ. Yeah, mm-hmm. amen to that. So yeah, look, that would be my big take home that I'd want the ladies to to really realize and understand. The big danger is so even in this. The big danger could be to for the ladies to hear what you're saying, Janelle, hear what you're saying, and look at you and think, so that's what exactly what complementarism mm. looks like. Look, maybe or some of those applications might be more, no, that's how you and your husband are processing that. But it could look a bit different for somebody else, and that doesn't necessarily make it wrong. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important. It can be so easy to judge. Um, yeah. But it's just one of those topics where let's not let's not judge. Let's no, not. Um, yeah. We're on each other's team. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. And encourage one another in our roles. That's it. Um, any questions that you have to finish us off? <laughs> oh goodness, I'm already finished off now. <laughs> oh, I'd like to finish on a curly one, but I can't. No, so I'm going to leave it with oh, you now. I hope as we're leaving this evening, you think of something and it's too late. Yeah. I think something just quickly that you touched on earlier, like I think, no, 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 it's a good thing. Um, It's a thought. Um, You know, you said you've made lots of mistakes, Sam. And I can think of times where I've made lots of mistakes. Um, And I think, you know, we're sinners. Yeah, Mm. we all make mistakes. We all make mistakes. Um, And I think just being reminded of the gospel, that Mm. there is is forgiveness Mm. found in Christ. Um, There is hope. And so if you think... As a, and I'm p- thinking particularly of wives, if you're convicted that I have not been submitting to my husband, um, I have not been following him, I have not been encouraging his leadership, there is, there's hope for change yeah. Um, yeah. in the power of the gospel. Yeah. Um, yes, God can make all things new. Um, that's the beauty of the gospel. And I'm thinking if you're a single woman and you think, I've not been submitting to the pastoral leadership, um, mm-hmm. the men yeah. that God has placed over our church, mm-hmm. that I've been, um, I guess, undermining their authority in the way yeah. I speak about them or yeah. the way I speak about the men in our church. Yeah. Again, there's there's forgiveness, yeah. there's hope yeah. for change. Um, yes. And I think, you know, we should be excited that by the power of his Holy Spirit, God works in us to reflect his character and to reflect his glory. Yes, and so, yeah. um, That's really good. And I think that's really important, Nellie, just to, as you're closing, just that, just for our ladies to understand, this isn't, we're not talking here about a technique mm. or something that's just like, oh, this would be nice and countercultural. We're talking about running into something that will help ladies to display the glory of Jesus Christ. And that's what it's all about. Mm-hmm. We want to display the beauty and splendor of Jesus and the difference he makes in our lives. So that's why these things are important because we are his church, we're his bride, mm-hmm. we're his people. Um, it's just so, so important. And that's why we're doing this podcast. <laughs> Almost said our tagline, Dave. Did I? Even if you said display the beauty of the gospel, it would have... Uh... Did I do it in a broad brush way? You did it in a very broad brush way. <laughs> Yeah, I've missed that tonight. I know, um, I, know, I know. Do you know what, um, Em, as we close, I actually think we really need God's help in this area. Yes. Um, as we've talked about, we are swimming against yeah. a, a big yes, tide. Yes, you are. You ladies, um, you are. And um, so would you cl- pray for us as mm. we close? Yeah, I'd love to. Thanks, Maddie. Oh, Lord, we do thank you for just the opportunity to just talk about your design, Father, of us, Lord, and the, the roles you've created for us. And, Lord, that it is beautiful and that we do get to play a part in 
in um, reflecting your image to the world around us, Lord. Mm-hmm. And and mm-hmm. as we've talked about, it is not popular. It is swimming against the tide, Lord. And so I pray for us as ladies that you would help us to play our position well, Lord, that we wouldn't just um, see this as a role we have to play, but we would mm-hmm. see it as a role we get to play, Lord. There would be something that we'd value, that we would champion, that we would model to those around us. And Lord, we are not going to be able to do that by ourselves, Lord, as Janelle has said. We, we do need your help, Lord. We need your help for boldness. We need your help to deal with our own sinful hearts when we Mm -hmm. fight against this, Lord. Mm -hmm. And we need your help just to um, swim against the cultural tides. Lord, we just pray that you would um, convict us and challenge us, encourage us through your word um, where we need to be. And Lord, would you help us to be the women that you have designed and called us to be. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Dave, for you are welcome. Um, joining us. We, we won't do part two three. Podcasts. No, no, I think if this needs to be part three, I'm like, you talk to him. <laughs> Even I might need a cook between I do a part three. These are guinea pig guests. We are hoping to have uh, more guests on our podcast. That's Wonderful. right. Who will probably be ladies. Um, yes. But, you know. Probably. Well, yes. You never know. <laughs> no, you don't. Um, well, thank you for joining us um, tonight, ladies. And, yeah, we do hope that it was helpful when thinking about this topic. Thank you.